Hey, 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 what's up? It is Nia. <laughs> Nia Javon Andrews. You can find me on Google or at www.niajavonandrews.com where you can find just about everything about me if you're interested. But today I am here to chat about self-love. I'm on a self-love journey, right? I'm talking about self-love. I have my book coming out. I have a mini-doc series coming out for my book. I'm excited about doing that work. I am preparing and working hard to, to, to deliver some healthy content that hopefully promote dialogue. We have a lot of conversations talking about uh, around the topics of self-love and what we're doing to prepare ourselves for healthy relationships and healthy partnerships and business and continuing to grow our families' legacies and create legacies for our families. And all of this we do as imperfect people, right? But we have to do it with a good portion of love for ourselves and not, you know, in a selfish way, but in a way of worthiness, you know, we're worthy of doing things. We are worthy of having and building and creating so that we can pass on. And a lot of times we have these conversations around self-love and people who are not descendants of slaves do not really understand the value of this conversation. And this, this, it's so valuable because we have been taught for so many decades, centuries, to not feel valuable in this American society, that we have to go hard in teaching our younger generations the importance of valuing themselves. And a lot of times, with many of us, we have to break out of the shackles of believing that, uh, you know, we're not worthy and we're not valuable. So it's very relevant. It's very important and necessary that we have these conversations, continue to have them, continue to talk about them, and and continue to be comfortable having this dialogue and talking in this way, you know? Maybe the first or second chapter of my book (laughs) but the courting phase is I think the time where you really have to lay down your expectations for a relationship and of course um, like I said previously we don't well the last chat we had about self love I think a lot of times we fail at even knowing because we don't take the time to get to know ourselves we fail at even getting to know getting to know God, I can't talk to that. Getting to know what we want from situations. Or I think I should probably say relationships, not situations. But those um setting those boundaries are very important and I just wanted to share something I put in it's the first chapter of my book. The The introduction was just so heartfelt for me that I always think it was a chapter, but it wasn't. 
<laughs> it's just it's the introduction, which is also posted to my um, as thyself. The entire introduction is on the website. The pre-order for the book is available. But at the end of the first chapter, I I put um, self-evaluation for the topic of each chapter, right? So I give you as the reader space to go in and do some of your own work uh, to help discover who you are and the depths of your person so that you too can commit to a self-love journey. So the title of the first chapter is Identifying My Role in the Emotional Trauma Through Relationships. Relationships require boundaries and abiding by those boundaries shows respect. And mostly self-respect, respect for yourself. Um, so just I'm going to skip down to where the I do the self-evaluation portion because I tell my story. I kind of share a lot of my experiences and things that really stood out in my memory as pivotal points and low points maybe even of uh, kind of self-discovering self moments. And so at the end, when I go through my self-evaluation, I ask myself, like, what is self-love? And I define it. What is self-worth? Self-love is defined by the dictionary as love of self or regard for one's own happiness or advantage. Self-worth is defined as a feeling that you are a good person who deserves to be treated with respect I wanted to provide the most simple definition of these words because really these characteristics of humanity are not complex <laughs> because we come here as infants with them. But along with the trials of life, um, we, we kind of lose them. But uh, to get back to them, I am proposing that we ask ourselves the three questions. What are my non-negotiables? What, what areas do I set boundaries and who is required to abide by them? What are my personal standards? You know, those three things. And uh, of course, I would never propose the question without uh, being willing to provide answers that I myself gave. And so what are my, non, my, what are my non-negotiables? I learned after a, bad, a, few, a few bad relationships <laughs> that I cannot handle a liar I feel a person who finds it okay to lie over small things have that trait ingrained in their character. I can forgive them, but I cannot partner with them. For me, in partnership, I need trust and transparency. A person who is willing to lie about small things is not ready for where God is taking me. Your character has to be intact. You cannot move on fear and insecurities. I learned many men lie because they fear the outcome of the truth. If I find that you're lying, the outcome will be what you fear. I will drop you because I feel like you're too heavy of a burden for my destiny. I need you to move lightly and to be authentic along the way. I have decided that a liar is a non-negotiable for me. I stick with the old saying that if you lie, you cheat. And if you cheat, you steal. A liar robs you of the truth, which can in turn cheat you out of you out of progressing. So, um, yeah, I can't stand a liar. And it's not that, you know, I think liars are horrible people. I, you know, I know some decent, some good hearted people that just lie. 
But the thing is that for me, I just don't have the time to weed through the lies. I don't know, that, that takes up too much time. Or if I, I need stuff at face value because I'm always, I always have like this internal trigger. When someone lies to me, I feel like they're lying. And so in my mind, I'm, I'm an analytical person. I like, I overanalyze everything. So if you tell me a lie and I feel like you're lying, my mind automatically is going to default to trying to figure, to into trying to figure out what the truth is. Like, is it a lie? Well, what happened? What in my mind is going to go through every little step, every little detail. And I just can't dedicate. <laughs> I don't have time to dedicate my mental thoughts to that. And maybe I need therapy in that area, but it's really who I am. I, I analyze every detail. Details are very important to me. Um, my, I, I feel like memory is a gift that God has given me. I have a, a very, very keen memory of of experiences especially so yeah they, I, that's a non-negotiable so and this other one that I wanted to address is what areas do I set boundaries and who is required to abide by them and I go into saying my atmosphere of influence is very important I will not hold an audience with people who have a gut feeling who I have who I feel have a gut feeling people who I have a gut feeling oh I can't even read <laughs> I will not hold audience with people who I have a gut feeling are coming with a hidden agenda. If you want to meet and talk with me, you have to give me the reason why you would like to meet with me and what you would like to accomplish. I have learned when I request this from people, they change their mind about meeting. See, manipulative people know if they can get you to oblige to something quick, they got you. That is much easier to do face-to-face than it is over the phone or in an email because most people have a problem with telling others no. Anyone outside of my immediate and close extended family is required to abide by this rule. This one can get tricky, though, because some people were trying to be slick. I had an occurrence when someone called my phone late and left a message saying, Call me back. I have some great news to tell you. It was around 9 p.m. For me, that was late, considering that I never gave this person permission to call me outside of business hours or call my personal line, you know. Uh, I, I can't even remember how he had gotten my number, but we had never talked personally. I look at it like this. I'm an open book. People know when I am in a relationship and if it's serious, people know I have children and people also know that I work. Considering those three things, I would think that would be a signal to a person that after a certain time to send an email. I need my time, whether it's with my kids, with my significant other, or simply alone. I need that. It shows me the level of respect you have for me if you do not even ask me if it's okay for you to call me for personal things outside of business hours. If you were excited at the moment and you thought of me, that is one thing. But if I address it and you are offended that I would even consider 9 p.m. late. You do not respect my boundaries and I am right in setting them. So, yeah, that's very important to me. I don't just meet with people. When people be like, oh, we should meet up. Uh, and the recording is going to cut off. Uh, the live recording is going to cut off, but you can continue to listen to it uh, after it is uh, recorded. I mean, it is pre-recorded, so you'll be able to listen to it afterwards or whatever. So just continue to listen. 
uh, or go to one ptalkcom and you can listen to the second half. But the live portion is going to be cut off. But as I was saying that it is very important to set those types of boundaries with people because I I just don't choose to hold audience with people because I never know what their motive is. Like in this particular situation, you know, this guy, he he liked me, you know, and I was very much involved with someone and I shared that with everyone, everybody. So, you know, he kept, he was trying different ways to shoot his shot. And I guess this was his last attempt. And I had already told him that I was not interested in going down that path with him at all. And I guess he didn't really get it. So, um, you know, he kind of got his feelings hurt in my response to that. But that is a that's crossing the line for me. I have boundaries and you you have to respect those boundaries. And even if there was a possible chance in us dating in the long run or anything like that, you've already showed me when we are not in close relationship that you don't respect boundaries. So why would I double back and be interested in you if you already overstepped your boundaries and we're not in a close relationship in any way, shape or form, right? So those are those are very important things to have in your tool belt when you are out in this world. Just set some non-negotiables, have some boundaries set for yourself like no, I don't I don't do this. No, I'm not compromising this. And it's very important. It's very important. And I think a lot of times we think about those non-negotiables and and ways around, you know, lustful ideas. But it doesn't even have to be around lustful ideas. It's just ways that, that you protect your mind, protect your space, protect your influence, and guard your heart. You know, really, that is really the most important part is the guarding your heart part. Because the less mess you let in, the the better and more fluid you are in life. And I'm going to just cut it right there. <laughs> I'm just going to end it on that note. So, um, yeah, next week, same time, same place. You can always find the shows recorded at 1ptalk.com. I um, look forward to having more of these conversations with uh, more people included in the dialogue. So, Again, thank you. You can find me at nia.andrews.com. I'm sorry, niajavonandrews.com. niajavonandrews.com or onepurposemagazine.com. And the book is as thyself by nia.com. <laughs> Until next week. Peace. <laughs>